welcome everybody to uh, Nothing But Ramblings, episode number four. I kept it going, it's still going, so thank you everyone who did hang around. I am Wilco, as you know, this is my podcast about myself and what I've been up to and what's going through my head, and I just ramble for about half an hour, so thank you if you did find it, however you found it. Uh, get me up with any questions about the podcast or any topics you want me to talk about or things you want me to bring up uh, through contact us at lockedonlads.com or you can also just direct message me on Twitter or, or in any of the discords that I'm in as well. Remember Wilco's Chill Zone on Twitter. Um, a bit of a different one today. I, I like to release these at 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time every Monday but this one will be delayed and so you're hearing it a little bit later than normal. Uh, purely because of embargo. Uh, so I talked last week about playing Redacted uh, and reviewing it before I could talk about it. Uh, that Redacted game was Control and Control by Remedy, Remedy Entertainment. So uh, pretty excited to play this one because I missed Alan Wake for some reason. I think I wasn't doing much gaming in that time when it dropped out. Uh, very keen for Max Payne, but I don't know, I was busy at that stage. I think I was working with EB Games still at that stage and sort of getting time to play games was actually rather hard, unfortunately. So I definitely played a bit of Max Payne, but not a lot of it. Um, Quantum Break I've purchased and I've installed on multiple systems, including my Xbox, to try and finally have a crack at it one day. Uh, I really loved the idea of it. I've always loved Remedy... For their storytelling and their their world building that they were able to do in those games but just never got around to play it so finally getting a chance to be sort of forced to play control i guess or, or forced to play a remedy game was something i was actually looking really looking forward to having a lot of time a lot of the reviews i've had in the past have sort of had very short windows to to play so i generally get you know as far as i can through them and, and, and the review goes out late or it doesn't quite meet my expectations where I have to basically say at the start that I haven't quite finished the game. This is my impressions at this stage uh, and try and get back to it later on. But this is a proper review. I got I got the game nearly a week and a half ahead of release, ahead of embargo. So I've been playing it pretty much non-stop. So uh, that's why there was no streams last week. I was sitting uh, every spare moment I was I could get to finish control and then get it out for the embargo which ended up being midnight on tuesday morning so uh the 27th of august so i finished the game so that's tuesday morning so as soon as it hits midnight tuesday which is the time of release for the game uh, i can release all my content for it now at this stage i've got a full written review about 1800 words on lockedonlads.com and also ultrasupermega.com.au I'm, I've am i just looked at my computer to, uh, I ran home to, to get all this done and get uh, some video content done, and it's including a video review for YouTube, and um, I've just tra transferred back to Adobe uh, for, for all my content, because uh, I got a, a rather good deal on that, so um, went to use that and start doing some content, and none of that had updated, because then I looked at my C drive and there was... Um, less than a gigabyte spare space on the hard drive. I don't know what happened, but I found a few files that were sort of being saved in places they shouldn't have been or didn't expect them to be. So I've had to then spend the last hour moving things around on my computer, reinstalling programs, and just sort of getting frustrated with not being able to do stuff. So 
uh, in that I was uh, decided to take a break anyway, so I have an actual lunch break and um, watch some YouTube while I waited for this stuff to, to come up. So I'm a little bit behind on the video review part of it. It'll hopefully be out fairly soon, but um, we've got some lower thirds happening. I'm pretty excited about that. So um, downloaded a script, put it in After Effects, and it seems to be working. So hopefully going to do a little bit more polished YouTube from now on, which I'm pretty excited about. But So Control, anyway, I uh, played about 10, 12 hours. I think I got to completion. I've got to put the videos. I've recorded every aspect of the game, so I'll be putting that into Adobe fairly soon and, and seeing where that ends up. But it was about the 10 to 12 hour mark, I feel, uh, to get from start to finish. I, I did skip a lot of the side missions. Uh, in part because I didn't feel incentivized to go do it. Um, there's definitely an incentive to play the side missions and uh, I didn't really need that because what it mainly gets you is more materials and more attribute points uh, for the skill tree. However, I unlocked what I wanted to unlock with the skill tree. There was a few skills that I just didn't bother with. I didn't like the feel of, so I didn't go chasing the attribute points for for those uh, skill trees. So let's quickly talk about what Control is, if you haven't heard of it. Uh, it's this, you play Jesse, you in wandering around in New York up to this building, which is the Federal Bureau of Control. Uh, it's under lockdown. When you finally arrive and you get in, you've got this sort of sixth sense or entity that's with you at the time. Uh, they, she, ends up you find out she calls it Polaris and she got it when she was a young kid with her and her brother when her brother got abducted and sort of this has led her to this building at this point in time because that's where she believes her brother is and turns out that uh, she's right so I won't go into any spoilers at all um, it's pretty common knowledge that once you get there that the the brother will be there um, but basically you walk into this building Everything's going to be haywire. There's no one around except for a weird Norwegian janitor who is hilarious and is my favourite character in the whole thing. However, you have to have subtitles on to be able to understand a word that he's saying. So um, there is that definitely select subtitles when you are playing this game if you do decide to play it. Um, but it's a very mysterious world. All kinds of weird things are going on. They're, they're talking about all these things about pictures and other dimensions. And yeah, there's there's definitely something happening and it wants you to go look and, and try and find it. Then all of a sudden you are found yourself, according to the law of the game, in charge of the whole bureau all of a sudden because the directors are no longer uh fit to run the position because he's dead uh but so you get a gun from that which is this cool gun that transforms when you want it to, rather than changing weapons it transforms into different types of weapons so as for the shooting side of it you've got your, uh, your normal pistol type gun you've got a shotgun type gun you've got like a minigun type of thing uh or an lmg type of gun you've got a sniper type one that takes a while to charge up uh, so you've got all the different um, guns that are there in this one gun and you have to unlock them and upgrade them and add mods to them, which is pretty cool. Um, but the main part of the game is, or the main part of the gameplay loop, is the uh, abilities that you get. So they include things like launch, where you get to actually pick up anything in the environment and then launch it at your enemies. 
little bit of this is the one I like the most because I love that gameplay of just being able to grab anything in the world and just throw it at the at the enemy, which is called the hiss. Um, which <laughs> I'm rambling here completely, but they actually she in her head calls it the hiss, um, and then she calls the it the hiss to other people, and everyone goes, "Oh, is that what we're calling it now?" Oh, excellent, cool. And they make jokes about it all the way through about this weird name that she's given it and and how it actually suits them and stuff like that. So. Uh, if it's interesting, but yeah, launch, you basically pick up, there's a pallet jack there, there's a fire extinguisher there, there's a bin there, you pick it up and you launch it at the enemies, and, and depending on how you upgrade it, it creates the most amount of damage that, that I've found anyway, so uh, there's also a shield where you basically summon up all the rocks in the area, and you make an actual shield in front of you, I didn't use it that much, except for when the mechanic made me use it, there are a few times when uh, the shield was important that you had to beat an enemy by using the shield. It's the only time I really used it because I use the environment in a, in third person action adventure games or, or third person shooters. I tend to you know keep a pillar or a, a wall between me and the enemy and poke in and out. So that's what I'm used to. So I didn't really use the the shield very much because I just didn't. There was a there was a lag between. Okay, I've got the shield up, I've got to pull that shield down, and then I've got to activate a new ability, then I've got to use that ability and then um, launch that ability or whatever I was going to do with that ability. So that was a little bit time-consuming, where I could just use the building, the wall, the pillar, whatever it was, the desk. I could have my ability ready to go, so I could have my launch ready, hold the, the bin in the air, and just poke in and out, and then as soon as I got out, it would lock onto the hiss, and I would launch it at the hiss and, and do some damage. So it was just easier to do it that way. Uh, there was this weird ability called Seize, which is just like, okay, you find a hiss. You had to get them to a certain um, health level, like really low in health, and then you had to be really close to them. This is with no modifications, no upgrades to the to the ability, because I just didn't like it. Um, so maybe it got better the more attribute points I put into it, but um, I didn't go down that path at all. But yeah, you basically seize them and and you um, use mind control basically to make them attack the enemies, and they're on your side for a short period of time. However, I found it was either that period was too short, or they had not enough health left and they were dying too often and. It just put me in this weird position of, okay, I've got to get that guy, I've got to, A, not kill the enemy, which I was killing a lot of things with one shot, or not doing enough damage to get them seizable, but then enough damage to the next time I hit them and they die. So it was this weird spot of trying to get them, okay, I hit them, then I shoot them, and then I get close to them, and then I try and seize them, but you're vulnerable while you're seizing them. It was a little bit too complicated for my liking and, and made you too vulnerable, so I found myself dying a lot but, and I'll talk about why dying is a bad thing uh, later on. But it uh, was, it, yeah, just didn't go into that. I like the idea of it, but I just never liked it as such. So uh, the next one was Levitation, which, oh my God, Levitation was amazing. So um, combining Levitation with Launch was just the best thing I've ever done. So uh, you can basically use your energy uh, to to jump off off the floor you can hold the the space bar it was on on keyboard to levitate up high so you get right up above the the map and 
be able to see where everything was. Obviously, you're vulnerable there, but you are also, um, you've got the best view on the map, so you can really take out your um, enemies really quickly. If you're using uh, launch, so you grab any item while you're up high and just start ramming them. Uh, there was an unlock to that. I didn't unlock it, but you could basically do a ground slam as well, which was an, would be another way to make that even more deadly. So unfortunately, look, I didn't, go into that size of stuff because I just loved levitating that was all I really wanted to do I, I did put a lot of attributes into levitation so I could levitate for longer and things like that but um I didn't yeah didn't go any further down down the hole of um making it the ground slam and stuff like that so uh which was a bit of a shame but uh basically they're the skills you, you the attributes uh, or abilities, sorry, you unlock and you use them with the gunplay. I wasn't a huge fan of the gunplay itself, um, but look, it, it was fun enough. It did the job, but I was definitely using the abilities um, more often. And just when I run out of energy, because you had to do this, like um, basically you try to conserve your energy but if when you use it for the abilities when you run out you've got to recharge it i was putting all my mods into having more energy and re quicker recharge time so i could be doing that more often but when i wasn't i was using the gun so yeah the, the gun was yeah it was okay but um the final ability i didn't quite talk about because it's not really a damage dealer it was more it was called evade and it was basically you uh blink if you're a destiny player or something like that so you you move from one spot to another extremely quickly uh, to avoid getting hit by a missile or a projectile or something like that. I mainly use that to just basically navigate the map. So if there was long stretches of time where I was trying to get just basically run from one side of the map to the other, I'd be using Evade to do that a little bit quicker. Um, so yeah, it was useful. I didn't use it in combat as much as I probably should have because every time I pressed Evade, it wasn't... I seemed to jump but the thing still hit me so whether i was just not quite getting the timing right on that or or anything like that but um yeah it was like gunplay not as good abilities some good some bad but some of them were great so um definitely definitely the gameplay itself was good different to what i've played before so i uh, rather enjoyed that the story itself it's it's good um it's definitely good and it gets better as you go through it. And it always had me not not thinking about what was going on because they sort of unravel that pretty well. So there's never a point of, oh my God, I don't quite understand it. You know, you know there is something going on. You know you'll find out. You're not trying to rack your brain trying to work it out like it's not a mystery like that. It's just a, this shit is just bizarre. I don't understand what's going on, but I sort of do. And then I sort of trickle feed it. And then by the end, you're like, okay, I understand what was happening I couldn't have, you know, well, I couldn't have guessed that, but I just, that's, it's just a different type of world than what I've, what I've seen before. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fun and they tell the story really well. The, the problem I have with how they tell the story is only things like, um, the interactions, like the cutscenes between you and other, other, other NPCs is very stagnant and very static because there's no, actual interaction between you two it's here's a cutscene of you talking then there's a cutscene of that person talking no one's moving except for their mouth just goes back and forth there's this weird dialogue 
inner monologue things happening in between things. So you'll hear someone say something, then you'll have this inner monologue explaining something or, or giving your thoughts or your responses to it. But then they'd start talking again. So it's as if they paused, waiting for you to think about it, and then kept on going. And it was a bit bizarre. And I didn't quite like that part of it. But, you know, it it's the way they tell a story. And look, on a limited budget, without being able to do mocap and, and all this kind of big, crazy cut scenes, which is where the money's spent on all the production, I can understand why they've done it this way. And cool, that's what they did. It was just a little bit immersion breaking at times, um, but the way they did it for the janitor, oh my god, they, they put some effort into the janitor, so that was really good. Uh, look, the other thing that sort of immersion breaking was running around the world seeing little dots here and there, which, yeah, cool, that's what I had to interact with, that was something I really needed to go get, but they stood out a lot more than I would like them to uh, and from a lot further away to the point where I just never really explored the world because I always knew where things were in the world so I just went straight to there quickly grabbed them I stopped reading the case files very quickly because there was so many of them and I just don't have that time to, to sit back and read if you do the ones I read add great lore to the world and that, the, look I'd recommend doing it if you've got the time uh, the other aspect of the game that I really liked was the puzzles. They do really put some puzzles in there, and it's here's the answer in the world. Just have a look and have a go. You're not going to get penalised for not having a go, but look, you're not going to. They're not just going to give you the answer. You're going to have to actually do a little bit of um, working out what the answer is. Um, my favourite one was the you had to unlock uh, this chamber or this thing would had five stations and you had to actually work out which cards went in which of the five stations i spent a while trying to work it out i got it right the first time but i got the numbers wrong i got one two three station and then i assumed it would go four five but it doesn't it goes one two three five four so banged my head against that for a while before i realized oh i'm putting it in wrong went back tried my first solution worked first time and it made sense why it worked, which is what I like. It wasn't some obscure thing that uh, I really didn't understand. It was very an understandable puzzle. So things like that work really well. Um, I'd like to see more of that. There wasn't enough of that in the game. Um, the final thing I want to really talk about, I guess, in, in this review of Control. So sorry for those who have to put up with this in, in my podcast. But it was a major part of my last week, week and a half. And I've been wanting to talk to people about it for so long. Um, I can't talk about the ending, um, that is sort of under another embargo because there's stuff at the end that I don't want to spoil for people and, um, Remedy don't want spoiled if you're playing through it early on. So I did like the tail end of the game a lot more than the front of the game. I also liked the game more on reflection. So I gave myself a day or two to sit back and not create any content for it. Cause like I said, I finished it Thursday. I didn't really write the review till sunday so i got good two or three days just a hard um time to think about the game uh to to reflect on it and 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 the game grew on me a lot over that time where i understand a lot more of the decision they made especially towards the end of the game um a lot of the stuff at the end sort of made more sense when i sat back and reflected on it like a lot of stuff at the time i was like eh, 
yeah, that didn't quite hit the way I wanted it to. Uh, there was one particular mission at the end that really hit hard. And it's probably one of my favourite missions that I've ever played in a game. Um, so thank you, Remedy, for doing the Labyrinth, if you get to the Labyrinth in the game. So good. And, and the reason that it's so good is because it is so different to the rest of the game. So the rest of the game, you're going through, you're doing all this stuff, you're sort of trying to understand. And then you've got this out-of-the-blue game that mixes Doom-style sort of speed and Doom-style music and this beautiful world that's like beautiful level design that just has you hitting beat after beat after beat and you just feel every little part of it and it's all because of the build-up of the previous eight or nine hours that you get to this point and you're just like hold on this is nuts let's go let's let's do this and it just hits on every level this this one mission particularly um then obviously that's right near the end so i i understand more on reflection that the whole game was sort of me trying to find myself in the game trying to you will fish out of water kind of situation. You're out of, you know, you're over your depth. The end mission sort of felt like it was almost a miss. But then on reflection, I'm like, well, hold on. They they changed the tone of that last mission where all of a sudden you found yourself. I guess is is the way to do it. Um, it felt too easy. Is my first reflection, my first thoughts on it. But then on reflection, I'm like, well. It makes more sense when you put it combined with that previous 12 hours of gameplay why it was too easy. And I won't spoil anything else, but um, it just... The sum of all of that together, so the first nine hours of not knowing what you're doing and then all of a sudden finding yourself and then being this... Like the person you were, you were meant to be all along, um, that character progression that you feel once you sit back and, and relive the whole game in your head um, for a couple of days really makes the game a lot more better than what I think it was when I first came off it. Uh, I also, first coming off it, I had a few frustrating points at the end. I was going to talk about it before. The um, death mechanic in this is nuts, but it's a Metroidvania. I didn't even mention the start. This game is a Metroidvania, not a point-to-point story linear game which uh, Remedy usually pulls out um, and they're so good at so it's a bit of a step left for them um, Metroidvania you die you go back to a control point you don't just you know auto save every place you go so this one you you die you go back to the the control point but there was a few bosses where you know I'm doing a eight nine mission minute battle I fail right at the last minute and then I get put back at the control point, which not only means I have to start at the start and do that eight or nine minute battle again, but I've got to do the two or three minute run to get there. And I'm just like, oh, this is on the third or fourth death. I'm like, this is just more frustrating. And I almost rage quit a few times on those particular points. If you get past those points, the game is really good. It's just, there's, there's a few little frustrating points. There's a few little immersion breaking points. There's a few points where you just see... The limitations that Remedy had um, being uh, themselves working with 505 games where if someone had to come in, swooped up Remedy and bought them, say Microsoft PlayStation, um, 
or you know one of the big publishers worked with them say like bethesda with and let id software work with them so they've got this the shoot the mechanics side of it they've got the the world building side of it but then remedy can really just focus on the storytelling and and the bizarre gameplay loops that they're really good at this game would be iconic for a long time but this feels like it's going to be a another cult classic which doesn't help them grow i guess it just helps them be fans their fans be happy uh but never really gets them out to the mainstream like i really wish they would because they've got so much potential remedy and you can see it especially in control and it's just disappointing that it probably won't like it's a great game it's definitely one to recommend look if you're going to do a, a out of 10 8 7 8 out of 10 no problems at all happy to do that um however you know it deserves better and remedy deserves better remedy deserves our support because this is a unique new ip in the gaming world which is just so rare unless you're a proper true indie developer so um yeah look hats off to remedy for putting this brilliant game out there i'm just worried it won't hit the mark and there'll be just not enough people talking about it and playing it it's launched in the perfect time because we've got this void of games until sort of another couple of weeks time so if you're looking for something to play right now and you're waiting for something else to come out and you've got nothing else that's really jumping out at you go play control it's worth the price of entry just for the feeling you get when you've finished the game and you've understood what's gone on and you've understood that progression of the character as you've played through the game. So definitely one to look out. And I've just basically spent my whole podcast talking about Control. That is a problem. I'm really sorry about those people who had to put up with Control for 30-odd minutes. So um, quickly, I will be turning this into a review as well. So if you see the review go up on YouTube in the next couple of days this is the audio from that so don't jump and try and get it the click would be great if you can go watch it as well um, but you are going to hear basically what you just heard then there is some other stuff that I've been doing I've got a Samsung Galaxy Note 10 sitting in my palms right now it is such a beautiful sexy sleek oh, just stunning phone um, I've had it since Friday I'm still trying to set it up completely the way I want it but the camera in it's amazing like I'm taking photos again with just the camera and they're just looking brilliant if you follow me on Twitter you'll see some some stuff at the moment I'm editing it with Adobe now I've got Adobe again as well so I'm actually using Photoshop app on your on the phone to do some stuff with that so starting to get back into that um, the just took a photo today of something and it sensed that it was a something I could scan and I pressed the scan option perfectly brought the con note up on my as a, as a pdf on my phone um the pen uh doing illustrations even though i'm a terrible painter or a terrible illustrator I, I want to learn how to be better at that so this is providing that for me where i can just sit there and do some stuff uh the screen oled screen is amazing um it just looks brilliant every time you look at a video that audio is really great uh, I got a set of AKG N700 series headphones, wireless headphones with it, worth retail $500. Those things are phenomenal, um, the way it passes through sound at the press of a button. So 
you can't hear anything. It's sound cancellation in it is beyond anything I've ever seen or heard before. Uh, to the point where I had a forklift driver in front of me. I was watching him. He was within two or three meters of me. He's beeping the horn. Could hardly hear it. Uh, you could hardly hear the forklift itself. So don't use it on a dock. I was not on a dock. So I was just inside the area, not going out there. But um, you press a single button on the side of the headphones and it's poor, it quietens down what you're listening to and cancels, does the noise, stops the noise cancellation. And you can hear someone talking to you as if they're as if you're not wearing headphones at all so uh, it's got all the buttons you need on it uh, for uh, volume up volume down pause and skip uh, or go back track stuff like that so they're really good headphones um, also my birthday today happy birthday to me haven't unpacked my steering wheel and cockpit yet that'll be tonight when my family gets home um, that's probably about it I haven't like I said I've played a little bit of Forza, which was phenomenal Friday night. Thank you to all the boys who hung out with me on that. Um, the stream was was just going off, which is really good. I, I enjoy when it, it's really active like it is. Uh, we hit 400 followers on Twitch, which is another amazing thing. Um, there, was, there was a heap of other topics I did want to talk about today, but as you can tell, the control. I've got so much to talk about with control, and I've just been bottling it all up. So... Uh, Really, thank you for putting up with um, listening about control for majority of the podcast. But look, <clears throat> I will get back into the normal rhythm of things next week. I'll have esports open stuff to talk about because I'm going to the Melbourne esports open with between you and me. A little bit nervous about it's the first convention I've gone to in a long time where it's just me. Like I know I'll know a few other people there, so. That's okay, but it's just me not going with any of the Locked On lads, not going with any of the Ultra Super Mega crew. It's just me, and I'm really super nervous about going there and trying to, you know, fit in with with some people. I, I feel like the outsider at school again, but, you know, that's me in social situations. You, I'm I'm fine with people I know. I'm, I'm not so fine with people I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm really excited to go down there and, and you know, be a fish out of water again. Um, and then the following week, I've got a, a family trip away. And then the following week, we've got the Ubisoft experience. So very excited about the next couple of weeks. And we're going to Oz Comic Con. woo So me and Timbo, uh, from All McDad, as you know him, uh, we'll be going to Oz Comic Con uh, later on in September and bringing content to you about that. So... That is what has been happening with me. So much to talk about next episode. So thank you for everyone who's hanging around with me. Thank you everyone who's taken the journey with me. And if you haven't already, go to the website uh, www.lockedonlads.com. Check out there. If you're in Melbourne at all and you hear this, uh, hit me up. Um, Like I said, I've got no one really to hang around with at the eSports Open uh, or outside the eSports Open at this stage. I'm sure things will come up when I'm down there. That's what I'm hoping for. But if you are keen, let me know. I'll catch up with people while I'm down there. Same with Sydney on the 14th, 15th of uh, September as well. We'll be there for the Ubisoft experience. Uh, then we've also got Oz Comic Con Melbourne. Uh, sorry, in Brisbane for the 21st of September. So hit me up. I'm really keen to meet and greet and see people and have fun. So, uh, but... That's been episode number four of NBR, as we like to call it now, because Scuba Steve uh, nicknamed it that. So thanks, Stevie Jar, for for giving me that little uh, tag for it. So everyone, have a great week. 
if you can play control, give it a crack. If, if you've got to wait till sale, I completely understand. But definitely at some stage in your life, give control a go. Um, but until next episode, after the eSports Open, have a great week, guys. See you later. Bye.